the day is March 13th, 2008. And The Greatest Rapper Alive just released the first single off his sixth studio album, The Carter Three. If you've been following Lil Wayne's career up until this point, between the year 2006 and 2008, he went on a run rapping, if not better than, on par with the best rappers in the industry. He was what Kobe was when he entered the league to Michael Jordan. Prior to the Carter Three, the run Lil Wayne was on was full of electrifying, exciting rapping. He was as lyrical as any rapper in the North and as bouncy as any rapper in the South. He gave you everything you could kind of want out of a rapper who wasn't fit into a box. He could do it all and still give you all these quotables for days. But Lollipop was none of that. It was sugary. It was fun. It sounded like it was a song programmed to be on the radio for 150 years. This was not the Little Wayne that anyone knew prior, but it was the Little Wayne that took over the world. It was the first time Wayne had ever experienced a number one single on Billboard. And it started this, this idea that he could be more than just an exceptional rapper. He could be the biggest pop star in the world. This is the Something to Say podcast. It's crazy that that was Lil Wayne's first number one. Or is it crazy? I mean, I, when I when I I guess I had forgotten that. So in doing the research, when I read it again, I said, "Damn, that was his first number one." And I guess at that time, Carter Two didn't necessarily have any records that. Might have been that big crossover, but I mean, in my heart, Go DJ was number one. <laughs> yeah, that song was everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> to me, I was surprised it wasn't like a huge record. Yeah, and then I loved uh, hustling music from Carter too. Mm-hmm. That was Fireman was also like oh, another crazy one. Yeah, fire, yeah, Fireman Wayne had great cool. singles that did not have commercial crossover. I wouldn't say appeal. They did have enough appeal to be on the radio, but they did not pit him in like the broad spectrum of what pop music could have been. Right. You know, he was he was in the space of just like popping rap records. He had his anthems, but nothing that made him uh, a household name the way Lollipop did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about how. He oh, this is job, by the way. Sorry. I just, I, just, I just thought about that. I was like, oh, I didn't say. I didn't. <laughs> I forgot. Forgot who I was. I forgot who I was for a moment. For a moment. So you are. I am Ja. I'm Christina. I'm you. Now you were saying. I was saying <laughs> before we forgot to introduce ourselves. I was saying that we should kind of go back and talk about like how we got to this point where he became like hip hop royalty, right? Mm. So in a previous episode, we were talking about juvenile. Yep. Back that ass up and how a teenage little Wayne sort of came in dropping it like it's hot um by the time we get to the Carter three he's had albums that have sold millions including like the Carters one and two but like you said yo he has yet to do like he had yet to break through with like a no-brainer pop hit um so the that was actually what I think are kind of like the stakes going into Carter three the stakes were really high for the Carter three I think Wayne was already you know he's been popular since he was a kid in the hot boys 
but when everyone jumped shift and left Cash Money, he was the sole member from that era that stayed. I mean, they didn't have Manny Fresh, they didn't have Juvie, they didn't have Turk, BG, nothing. It was just a clear house. And with him staying meant that he would become the flagship artist of Cash Money. So by the time we get to the Carter Three, he had built himself up pretty high. He was as far as hip hop recognizing what Lil Wayne, who Lil Wayne was, but he did not have that that status of I am the biggest rapper in the world, which is crazy that he decided to be best. Best was the thing that Wayne put so much emphasis on. Right. Mm. Like if I can't be anything else, I'll be better than everyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. But at some point, they had to realize that Best wasn't biggest, and. It, switch of trajectory i think carter three shows that trajectory because it's so layered with kind of a little bit of everything you know you got the t-pain records you got the uh, fab record you got all these different sounds that he's going for and they feel like they're supposed to be big deals oh yeah yeah for sure i think the other thing that makes when you look at lollipop and you look where he came from there was a lot of time between carter two and carter three and it seems like that has kind of become like the I don't know, like the thorn in Wayne's side, right? It's like delayed albums. Mm. Like yes. it, keep, it happens over and over and over again where, you know, the album can never, it almost felt like, not that this album wasn't coming out on time because he was still, like you said, like th- probably the hottest rapper in the world right. before he was, you know, the hottest pop star. But it took him a minute to get here. I, right, weren't the delays for a very specific reason, i.e. leaks? Yes. Yeah. Little Wayne caught leaks bad. I don't know if there was a rapper who was as hot as he was and built his level of momentum that was seeing leaks as a setback. I mean, right. we were given like 17, 18 tracks. These weren't, in, these weren't final, but these were like the early ideas that people were just taking off hard drives. So once they were out, they were scrapping these songs. These songs were no longer uh, possible for Carter Three. And I think that's what it was that he would just go back in and keep recording, keep recording. So at one point, I I feel like they had to either change what they were doing or change complete uh, ideas. Because you go to the leaks, they don't sound like the Carter Three. The leaks sound like a completely different album was being made. So I really wonder at what point they stopped making that album and focus more so on what we end up getting. No, I I asked myself that same question, and I don't know if... In listening to the when I first played the song this morning, my first thought was that Lollipop sounds like not that he was the first rapper to use auto tune or anything like that. I don't want to make it like that hot a take. No, <laughs> but, I'm in love with but, the stripper came a couple yeah, 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 anyway. yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. But Lollipop does sound like what the modern rap radio hit sounds like. Uh, melodic and you know the uh, a beat that is a little um i don't know electronic uh-huh. and it's glossy it, it's glossy and it, yeah. you know it, there's a lot of those like uzi has some of those and rich the kid has some of those and you know i feel like that's just what you do now juice world had lucid dreams is not as poppy maybe as uh as lollipop but there's a lot of these type of melodic records that kind of give me that same feel yeah, I mean the DNA is still there. The right? D- yeah, the DNA feels still feel like it's there for, you know, up and coming artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, with one glaring exception, right? Because when we hopped on the mic, yo, you were talking about how long the song felt. 
Yeah. Lollipop is forever. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. I came in the house. They were having a conversation. I pressed play. There was three topics in by the time <laughs> the song ended. And I was like, what? what did I like, so this? much happens in this song. Yeah. And, you know, a, a rap record in 2019 is not going to be five minutes, especially that's your first single. Right. Right. So for I, I'm super interested. What what I didn't know initially coming into this is when I did some research, the late Static Major brought Wayne the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know oh that. God. I didn't know that. So first and foremost, we don't even get Lollipop without Static. Yeah. Yeah. That needs to be acknowledged. You know? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, that has to be acknowledged. Um, even the work he did on the record to me is like, irre- like it's irre- irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. He sounds so comfortable that Wayne just had this space to kind of come in and insert himself. Mm-hmm. What I respect is that Wayne kind of figured out how to maneuver this record. Since he right. didn't build it from scratch, he was able to recognize this is not a rap record. I don't need a yeah. bar up. I don't need to go crazy. Okay, let's do some auto-tune. Yeah. He said he was very much inspired by T-Pain at the time. And mm. I think he recognized the way maybe T-Pain would have approached the record. If you think about all of the, the, the kind of runs Payne does or how Payne doesn't commit all the way to rapping sometimes. It's just like, it's like singing with a bounce. Mm-hmm. I feel right. like a lot of Lollipop leans upon some things either T-Pain has done really well in the past or sort of the, like taking the antics Payne would have done. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. it's, it didn't feel like a Wayne record to me and it still doesn't. Yeah, I mean, just to expand on that, like Static Major, for those who don't know, like a guy out of Virginia Beach was coming up at the same time as Timbaland and Missy Elliott writing some of the biggest hits like Genuine's Pony, like all of Aaliyah's like biggest singles. But he didn't have the same sort of profile and prominence as his peers did. So coming into this, like both Static and Lil Wayne were both hungry for like a hit. Like apparently Static Major told Lil Wayne, like, listen, this is like your first number one record. And it was to the point where he had the structure basically down. He apparently the shorty looking like a lollipop like that. That part was pretty much there. So the premise was already given to him. It was just that Lil Wayne decided to kind of like, you know, deconstruct that and like add his sweets. As (laughs) as I was saying off the record, like, I mean, like that part where he like does the avant-garde operatic version of like drop it like it's hot yeah. i was just like wow this is all before king's dead you know right no i'm glad you said that because right? no i'm no i'm really glad you said that because there are parts of that song where i when i heard it and i was like they had wild jokes for future for this same exact <laughs> shit and so it's just like when i heard it it just made me know that when people be on twitter just having these opinions be all bullshit because i'm like bro they're 12 (laughs) yeah like bro like everyone hated future for this shit and it was like that's exactly what what they did well what they don't have is grammys then there's that then then there's that then there's that so who's really right <laughs> when, it co- when it comes down to who was really right, who really made the right decision how do you about shade everybody how to- <laughs> like that. I'm just saying. I'm glad she said it because I thought the exact same thing. You know, like, they don't have Grammys. Grammys, <laughs> you don't have that. So now, hold that. I would hate if rappers did that for reviews. Writing <laughs> <laughs> on my album, you know what you don't have? Grammys. Grammys. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> it's a dirty game, man. No, but to that point though, the the as far as like you were talking about the structure kind of already being there and it being a long song like Wayne repurposed things that he had already done into this song like the back there's the back that ass up part is in there mm-hmm. 
the 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 she's so sweet uh wanna lick her make her wanna lick the rapper. He said that on the on the Swiss record. On yeah. The, the, that that was his own bar that he repurposed for this pop record that turned into the biggest song in the world. Like and on that song, he was just barring down. Like on, on the Swiss on the original time that he said it, that wasn't a song that right. was a, a pop record, a single. I mean, well, it was a single. That but was just clever. Yeah, it was rapper. just clever to say. Yeah. Rapper. Rapper, rapper, yeah. He, and then he re- <laughs> took that same thing. I mean, so I mean, it's a long song, but the parts that stick to you really stick to you. I think he's a genius. Yeah. Like, not even kidding. What I've always been impressed by is his ability to not write these records so it's not like he's sitting down and thinking about this like mm. it's all thoughts that he's able to come up with on the fly yeah and to repurpose yourself like that to me is so thoughtful i think sometimes we get that rappers just getting jump in the booth and rap to be like less a thoughtful approach but i feel like you can execute that with such a concentration that it comes across as like just this work of art mm-hmm. this very genius performance yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it was just, it's interesting that we have this after, I guess, like, you know, all those, the string of mixtapes, right? Mm-hmm. The one that he had with a DJ drama, you know, yeah. DJ drama at this particular time, he's doing his Gangster Girls thing. And a lot of rappers use this promotion, promo strategy. You know, you had Jeezy doing this with Trapper Die and stuff like that. But Lil Wayne kind of took that to the logic the most logical extreme like possible. Like mm-hmm. he did a what I think a lot of rappers do now, like where whether we're talking about Gucci Mane or we're talking about Young Thug as far as like literally just like flooding the streets with like absolutely anything. But then the fact that like he was able to come up with something that like wasn't still didn't sound very tired, you know what right. I mean? That's that's Good miraculous. Point. I don't know how he did it for so long. Cause Wayne Wayne was one of the first that felt like he was flooding the streets like yeah. intentionally flooding us with music because he dropped uh dedication and then he had the drought three which happened to be a double disc of freestyles and then he had all the leaks and then he did all the features like he was just rapping yeah and it, it seemed and it's funny because it's at one point you know in 2003 when get richard die trying came out that's a lot of what they said about 50 that it felt like 50 and G Unit had, you know, so many mixtapes. And then when you look at it, like, you know, five, six years later, comparison to Wayne, they didn't have that many mixtapes. Because <laughs> Wayne had a lot of mixtapes. It's interesting you brought up 50 because The Massacre in 2005 was the last album that sold a million copies before Wayne. It was Carter 3 in 08. Yeah. And then, of course, Candy Shop and Lollipop. Like those parallels of. He 50. was salty about that. Was he salty? I read something in Rolling Ooh, Stone. Yeah, he, would be. he was salty about oh. that. So he's fifty was on some. He said that Lollipop sounded too close to Candy Shop. That's that, not true at that all. Rappers, <laughs> the rappers have it easy. They're just able to take these things and make it their own. And meanwhile, to come up with hit records, he has to reinvent the wheel. I think that was his quote. I think he literally said to, he has to reinvent the wheel. Why does that sound like exactly like something he would post right. on Instagram? If, yeah, right cool. now. if he didn't say it, I think he. Said I think he it. said it right. <laughs> I yeah, believe yeah, it. I believe I that's believe what he said. It. Yeah. Like I, one day I'm gonna stop being that humble. And just, <laughs> and just stop letting people have it. <laughs> that is a very interesting thing to say, Fifty Cent. But I don't, I don't think Lollipop and Candy Shop. 
I don't think they're not anything like no. I mean, like the theme of candy, candy sure. sweet. Okay, fine, but right. like, is that what you go? You so you're yeah. the first rapper to talk about exactly. candy and sweets? Like, are you oh, serious? Man. Like, yeah. I mean, Wayne didn't tell us to go to the candy shop. You know, it wasn't to me. There was no verbatim lyrics taken or yeah, melody. no cadence. Yeah, nothing. nothing. The nothing beat is a totally similar. different kind of beat. Like, now, if yeah. every rapper came out with like a candy song and a candy song just happened to pop, I'd be like, this is the weird world we live in. I mean, <laughs> this is just strange. But candy songs are popular, like Candy Shop, Lollipop. Yeah, true. Uh, what's the uh, what's the uh, what's the crime mob joint? Uh, Bubblegum. Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Pe- people like candy songs for some. You were sounding like Shirley Temple for a second. <laughs> candy <shop songs. laughs> Shout out to Shirley Temple. <laughs> Shout out to Shirley Temple. I'm sorry, but I guess speaking of pop, I think. Um, it's interesting to read a lot of critical takes on this because I think to some degree they were slightly disappointed with how Lil Wayne decided to go with something so shamelessly pop. And I'm curious as to how you guys felt at this particular time. You wanna go first? Um, yeah, I go. Um, how did I feel at the time? I didn't hate it. I got. I understood what it is. I guess. May, I'm, I think I'm one of those rap fans, though. Okay. Like, I don't immediately hate the pop record if I understand the pop record. If it's a good pop record. Okay. There's not every pop record isn't a bad record just because it's you know shiny and glossy. There's a lot of shiny. Hook? Yeah. There's a shiny gloss. A lot of shiny and glossy things that are like pretty cool. So like I'm okay <laughs> with it sometimes. Okay. Um, but I just wasn't sure if it was gonna be the biggest song in the world or not. Like you said, it's long. It's it's weird. It's weird. It was weird. It's, it is it's, weird. It's slow. Uh-huh. It's not like a twerk song. So I just didn't know. It's I was a like, grinding song. Yes. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a slow jam, basically. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> you, you know, like Trey songs, maybe could have did that song if Wayne did. Well, actually, you know, it's a, it was a Danity King song before it was a Little Wayne song. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Jim Johnson did the beat for Danity Kane. So oh it was like, God. yeah, so it could have been like RBO wow. Day. And that means we never would have heard it again. Yeah, oh. we, <laughs> 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 you were having a very shady podcast, Christina. <laughs> having a very shady podcast. I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I didn't, I didn't all the way hate it, but I didn't know if it was gonna work. I was a little different than Ja, because I'm coming out of high school, so I hate right. everything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like my, like, as soon as it comes out, I, I hate it. Got my sport on, you know, we super. So yeah, 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 tight, right, yeah. So I'm an advocate of Lil Wayne the rapper. So when I heard this, you know, I gotta go to first period tomorrow. And be like, <laughs> how do so, I? Yeah, like, how's your boy Wayne? Bro, we used to get into arguments that Wayne was a better rapper than Jay Z, right? So I couldn't go to class with Lollipop. Wow, that's pressure. Yeah, <gasps> like, no, nah, you couldn't go to four period and be like, y'all heard Lollipop. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, this is a true story. When Jay dropped Show Me What You Got and Wayne did the the remix, yeah, oh, we was, yeah, we was yeah. on. If you had Tim's on, we was in your ear. <laughs> it was disgusting children, bro. <laughs> So I was dreading the next day because I knew the New Yorkers would find me. <laughs> it was some cat from Brooklyn yeah. that was going to be all you. Yo, waiting for you to walk in, right? That's Talking hilarious. About, you got a lollipop in your desk. <laughs> Yo, kids was cruel. It was a dark time. 
So I wasn't happy about the song. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> it didn't make you feel good. No, no, no. Because I couldn't. I can't debate. You can ju- you can justify yeah. that in Especially an argument. Especially counting right. Kingdom Come for six months. <laughs> <laughs> you spend so much time talking about Jay Z, the the grown rapper. <laughs> right, right. That has his wife, and, and all then his, your man come with the lollipops. Can't do that, man. So I wasn't happy with the song, but it grew on me by the summer. It was everywhere. Do you remember what? Was there any one particular experience that you can remember that made you feel differently about it? Nah, I can't. It was school dances, wasn't it? Nah, man. Well, I didn't go to the school, but we did school dances. Okay. Like, we couldn't even have pet rallies. Wow. Damn. Okay. Yeah, nah, yeah, they shut that down early. So <laughs> it was out of pocket. I, I understand. I went to a very particular school, right? Huh. And uh, we couldn't have fun like everyone else did. Okay. <laughs> 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 These children are dangerous. Just, just didn't work out that well. Okay. But uh, you know the skating rink. That was that was a popular song. Right. Even though the DJ couldn't run that whole record because we would have been there forever. But there was always like really cool mixes with Lollipop came in. Kids loved it. It was a fun song, even though it was weird and it was catchy. You know, it was something yeah. about the way Wayne like exuded what he was saying. You know, the way he used autotune was so funny too because it wasn't like super heavy, mm-hmm. but he did it almost in like a, a carefree way. Like it's such mm-hmm. a carefree yeah. song. Yeah. So you feel it, right? You feel kind of like, I want to drop my top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Lollipop comes on, if you had a top to drop. It almost felt like he was singing his favorite karaoke song. Yes. In, in auto tune. I like this. I like this. And take. like, I love this song. I'm like, sing take. the hell out of this song and have fun and yeah. just let it rip. And to add on top of that, I feel like sometimes auto tune is akin to like CGI. Sometimes you know when a song is absolutely just like blanketed mm. with the stuff. But I think when it comes to like Lollipop, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, well, the practical effects are still there. Lil Wayne's voice is still degraded into like this alien force that I don't think autotune necessarily had a lot to do with. But that's just me. I don't know. No, I like that. I like that take too. I like two that. really good takes, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're podcasting. You're right. <laughs> this is a podcast <laughs> where we say things that we mean that sound cool to other people. But yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I appreciate that all just because, like, um, I think there was a New York Times piece talking about how like their take on lollipop was like oh this seems like made for women and i was like that's interesting because even in the carter Mm. three there's more obvious examples if you're going to use that standard like i think of like comfortable with uh the alicia keys right or even like mr officer like i have some really shameful memories of like (laughs) partying in adams morgan and dancing with strangers and mr officer (laughs) mrs officer so uh but no, like lollipops and mead. <laughs> Bobby sorry. Valentino moves a crowd, right. boy. <laughs> Bobby Valentino had a moving in there. He did. So, I mean, I don't know. But lollipop doesn't strike me in the same way. It was just, I don't know, it was catchy. It's a weird first single, I think, too. I mean, I heard that song coming out of the cars of people who appear to be gangsters. <laughs> people, people, people who appear to to not listen to songs that normally sound like lollipop. So I mean, to say it sounds like it's made for women is strange to me because to me, everybody played that song. Mm. Yeah, it was a universal mm-hmm. record. But again, I don't know if I can ever heard that song and thought this was for a target audience. The target was radio to me. Yeah, like, yeah. If you listen to radio, you'll like lollipop because it was a song for radio. 
and so many songs sounded like like that to me that lollipop is if not the structure for everybody's you know for I me mean, for songs that are even coming out now definitely for the young money sound yeah for what they did with mm-hmm. roger that for what they yep. did with bedrock for like every girl all, every girl like that that was the, the like the, the it is the fruit off of the tree of lollipop <laughs> that they turned into careers for Pretty much everybody, right? For Drake, like, for Nikki, for Drake, for Nikki. Try to Tiger twist. was in a lollipop video. Tiger was in lollipop. <laughs> like, wow, yeah, <laughs> like it's true. Cash and Money loves them a good formula. Oh yeah, Cash, if something works, Manny Fresh gonna make all the beats. <laughs> oh yeah, and we're and gonna keep. The, we're gonna put Drake it. on every hook. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they just they figure out what works and they kill us. They just hit us over the head until you know they got to move on to something else. <laughs> But I, I really do believe that they they they've probably bit the house on Lollipop. And like if this works out, we're because he had Young Money at this point anyway, right? Mm, yeah, it, I believe so. It might have only been a couple years prior. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, I believe to like prevent Wayne from being enticed by other major labels because I think after Carter two, major labels started looking yeah, his way. Jay tried to sign him. Mm-hmm. Right, Baby was like, "Here, I'll give you a label. How about that?" If you stay. And that's where the jig started. <laughs> it's like when you, when you buy your girl a car so she don't leave you. Yo, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, the, but here's the thing. You buy her a car when you should have bought her like a small island somewhere. <laughs> or just listen because, to her. Just so, listen to her. Okay. Well, Give her her money. <laughs> a voice of reason. I mean, listen. I, I just wonder... Even with what Wayne got now, whatever they settled, it just makes me wonder what he was supposed to get. Like, Lollipop was the yeah. highest selling ringtone of 2009. Yeah. Wow. And these were like real sales. This like real, like yeah. real sales when people were paying, had to pay like 50 cents or a dollar, whatever it is, for a ringtone. Like, it's funny that record was as big as it was in the era that it came out in. Because you think streaming is a little different now. You can have a, a number one because you have a challenge. Like, Wayne right. had. Mm. Uh, or a number one that yes you felt worldwide it felt like a world song yeah because it was it had moved in a way that you couldn't avoid it yeah 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 it it, it was viral yes it was and, and, and there was in, no in real time in, in real time yeah. and there was no twitter there was no Oh, I guess people were. I guess there was Twitter, but there was it yeah. wasn't a thing how it is now. No. I think I saw an article that uh, cited his MySpace page. Yeah, that Cute. sounds. Like referring sounds. to <laughs> something to do with lollipop numbers, I was like MySpace. Yeah. Oh my god! What yeah. a time! Oh my god! Fun yeah. fact: When I check the RIAA website to mm-hmm. see how many times platinum lollipop had gotten, five times by the way. Okay. Um, there were two results for lollipop. Oh. One is obviously the Lil Wayne favorite. Right. The other happens to be an emo cover by a band that I've never heard of since called Finding Hadley. Like swooping emo bands, like the septum piercings and all that. They had apparently done a live cover of Lollipop that was on such popular demand in MySpace that they're that they decided to record a studio cover. And that is their only certified record. A wow. Lil Wayne cover. You see that? That's an amazing story. <laughs> and it to me, it captures just how big that song was. Where right. your only song ever was a cover of yeah, 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 yeah. You're not even a rap band. 
No. Right, that's what I'm saying. When you gentrify a hit record and then it becomes like your only shining achievement, like you get what you deserve. You get you get exactly what you deserve. Fine. You wanna you wanna gentrify some shit. Go ahead. Have this one moment of shining success and then we'll never ever hear from you. But isn't ever Lil Wayne again. technically the landlord still? For sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't think they can take it away from Yeah, him, like I, I hope mean, he got paid on that somehow. Somehow. So I mean I guess they had to, right? Like Dang. I mean, well, baby got paid. I don't know if Wayne got oh, paid. There you uh, go. There it is. I'm sure, baby, there it is. I'm sure baby got paid <laughs> for whatever. The, was it Sweeping Hadley? Was it Finding, Finding Hadley? Hadley? Finding Hadley. Hadley? Yeah, I'm sure baby knows exactly where all the <laughs> Finding Hadley, <laughs> where all the Finding Hadley funds came in. From. I'm just thinking about how Finding Hadley probably would not have been able to upload that to SoundCloud. Oh my that god! Oh yeah, hell no! You know that just shows how different the times are. Like back then, they were able to put, like release a cover of a song. Right nowadays, that's not like everything. That's a flag. Right, yeah, LMA would sure. flag it, and it wouldn't even be Real a record. Quick, She's just be, like, nope. I'm sorry, Jacquees. Selling copies on Bandcamp. <laughs> Meanwhile, Drama and Cannon go to jail for. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> like, right. You brought that back to <laughs> like, like, like that, and that's what's so crazy about it. Like, you made a cover, and this is like a <laughs> multi platinum record. And like, I don't know, man. This should just be some bullshit going on. <laughs> a lot of changes in the industry since Lollipop released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Yes. Why do you. Why do you believe such a big record as Lollipop sort of kind of disappeared after that? I don't hear it when I go out. It's not a record that DJs play in the clubs. It's not mm. a record that I hear on like playlists or mixes. It sort of had this giant run and then became a reference point for a time period that we mm. can talk about, but I never hear it. I don't think I've heard it since. Today. Are there any other songs from this era that you hear? Cause I'm trying to think from, of like from 08. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Uh, Swaxer. Joking. <laughs> Swag, that was a joke. <laughs> 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 joke. I don't even know Swaxer. It was between 2008, 2009. Right. Probably like a rock star is another one around that time that I never hear, which would be perfect in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Word. I mean, I think a lot of that stuff is just like that was the biggest song of of Wayne's career, probably, and it was kind of just at that time. I don't know how like Man. how how well did Lollipop age? It doesn't sound bad now when I hear it. No, but I like it a I, lot actually. In retrospect, I still like the song, but I wasn't. I don't know. I feel like I missed the spark of. I didn't jump out of my seat. Yeah, mm. it was just like I rem- I listened to the song and I thought about my life at that time, and I was like, this still feels really good. Yeah. It won a Grammy beating out Swagger Like Us, another song I don't mm. hear. I hear it talked about, I don't hear it. And it beat out Low by Flowrider, another song I don't hear. And that was massive. Yeah. Low was massive. That's right. Boots with the fur, man. So I don't know if maybe it was just like that time period, the music has not transcended it. Mm-hmm. Like right. if you release stuff in 08, a lot of like I'm in love with a stripper, I don't hear. Well, I guess that time, to a certain extent, was it was a transitional period, right? Mm. Like this is like j- just when Drake is coming, almost here, not quite here yet, mm-hmm. and the sound hadn't all the way changed. It felt like you know, 
We were definitely moving into a new direction. Yeah, it was going and somewhere else. I think Crunk was just now on its last legs. Mm-hmm. We know really snap music was kind of done for. Mm-hmm. So in that transition, you know, we're recognizing the auto tune might be a thing. I think Lollipop solidified that it wasn't just T Pain that was going to use auto tune to get on the radio. Because I don't remember anyone else using audio auto tune on the radio at that time. Well, yeah. certainly not as like a hip hop aesthetic. Now, do right. you want to talk about how Katy Perry used it to smooth over her vocals? That's something well, completely yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just point. I'm just stating the auto tune that you need shade. versus the auto tune that you want. I'm just stating facts. Christina's side of the table. Which is fine. I'm just stating facts, but I, I mean something about Lollipop. It, um, I think. There are components in this record that, I, like Ja was saying in the very beginning, that translates so well into 2019 that it doesn't immediately strike me as like a throwback. Like, mm. you know how I go to like a kick preset, I'm going to hear all those like classic hip hop records and I'm going to feel transported into a different time. I don't know if at this particular moment I'm going to feel that way with Lollipop because its DNA is everywhere. Like Young Thug basically built his career off of like what can be found in Lollipop now. That is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good point. And, and that, I think it's also hard to, if you are in that transitional period, I think it's probably hard for certain things to stick in a certain kind of way. You know, once once we figured out whether we're left or right, like whatever side of the transition lands on, then you can go and do whatever you want to do. But if maybe if you're the one that's like forging that road, you just kind of have to take that and for what it was worth. I mean, Wayne got a lot out of that. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Out of that I mean, it's not like he, it's not like it was an L for him. Nah, sure, nah, sure, sure. It was a big W. Sure. But would you say that we have to move out of this space in hip hop? Like something more forward thinking away from the elements of lollipop before it gives us a sense of nostalgia? Mm, I mean, probably. I think there's a lot of aspects of lollipop that read as like mainstream still today. Mm-hmm. Like, um, even like with how Quavo sounds like on record, mm-hmm. that to me reads mainstream mm-hmm. today. Good so, drink. Good drink. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Great example. Yeah, right. like, I think good drink is definitely one of those that's like, okay, this this like this is some lollipop. Like, you know. Oh, two chains would love that. I'm sure he took that as a compliment. I think yeah, he no, would. That's so. his I mean, you know, as as glowingly as he spoke about Wayne at Crown, I feel like that's just what it is, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. Wasn't he his groomsman? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah was. there you yeah, go. Yeah, Perfect. he absolutely was. It yeah. is kind of funny that this is the little Wayne song that the industry kind of took off. I would say this song and Leather So Soft were the two Wayne oh, records. Love, love, love. Because of like the guitar, I feel Man, like Leather So Soft was really so like cold. he was like, oh yeah, I'm a rock star rapper now. I yeah, play yeah, a couple, yeah, you know, play a couple notes. And of course, when rappers started becoming like their rock star personas, and we're starting to hear some of these records, I always think of those two records. I think about Leather So Soft and Lollipop as mm. being like the Wayne that a lot of them like zeroed in on as right. far as like influence goes. Because mm-hmm. everyone, you got to think about Wayne was so big, everyone has a Wayne song or a Wayne mixtape or a Wayne album that they can like point to as, oh, that was my Wayne at a particular time. Right. Yep. It's just funny that these are the songs that kind of became the DNA and not necessarily like a fireman or. Uh, well, I mean, not for nothing. Not that it doesn't take talent to do pop Wayne, but it was a hell of a lot easier to imitate that than it would be to rap like him. Cause you probably sure. can't rap like Wayne. 
like a, <laughs> like if anybody else was to do like an Amelie, like yeah, there's yeah, no well, way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah, I don't I don't see that happening at all. Like if you're gonna bite the shit, at least bite the shit that might could work. Like to have don't, a formula, don't bite in your lane. Like don't yeah. try to bite above your, you know what I mean? Wow, abilities. Put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> bite in your lane. <laughs> yeah, that like, is a bar. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like don't overreach what you're capable of doing because I highly doubt that you can rap like Lil Wayne. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Well, something to say is produced by Michael Sava out of the SWATs, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on pretty much all the platforms now. If Everywhere. there's a platform that we're missing, just let us know. Please. And that's a wrap. <laughs>